friends, and more specifically, hello, Jay Allen Murray. How are you, brother? I'm doing well. Uh, I finally feel like winter in southeastern North Carolina, and I am well caffeinated. I just had a great Americano at a local coffee shop with a local pastor, so I'm doing great. We're doing wonderful, too. It's a little cold this morning, 34 on my run, and uh, the dog was not having it. Uh, he turned around and went back inside. And so uh, I got to run by myself, which was kind of fun. And uh, But anyway, life is good. We uh, had a great day at church, kicking off, as you guys did, uh, the IMB week of prayer. And so let's talk about that first, I guess, since, uh, since that is happening as we speak. Uh, the IMB International Mission Board Week of Prayer is happening now. It kicked off on Sunday uh, where we prayed for Central America and the Caribbean or Caribbean, depending upon how you would like to say that. Uh, then day two was missionaries welcome efforts to push back darkness in North Africa and Middle East. And as this goes live, we'll be praying for South Asia. Uh, so, Jay Allen, why is that important to you as a Southern Baptist and to your church as a Southern Baptist cooperating church? Why is this important? This is my bread and butter. Uh, I, I've said it on this podcast like 10 million times. Cooperation necessitates participation. One of the easiest ways that we can participate as Southern Baptist is by praying for those things that we support. Uh, particularly with, with this emphasis and December coming up, praying for the International Mission Board praying about the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Uh, sometimes as Southern Baptist, it's so easy to miss on the personal level of supporting the IMB. Uh, you know, in independent churches, the missionaries come around, they come to the churches, they ask for money, uh, you have their pictures on the wall. And sometimes in Southern Baptist, we, we miss that if we're not careful. And so like with us last night, we, we had our monthly prayer meeting, uh, but we prayed for, for day one last night, prayed for the individuals that were there, uh, prayed for... Uh, prayed for the Americas, prayed for the, the Caribbean or, or Caribbean, uh, however you want to pronounce it. Um, no pirates involved, but um, I think it's great to, to put put names to our prayers, not just Lord be with our missionaries, uh, but to pray specifically for these areas. And what's really neat is if you keep up with IMB, if you get their emails, um, you can find out how God's working in these areas. Uh, like with us, we pray for a couple of uh, missionaries in South Asia. We've adopted a people group. Uh, they came to our church while they were on furlough, uh, kind of unscheduled furlough with COVID, and uh, found out the area, how God had been working in the area of South Asia that we're praying for. And so I, I think this helps us to own um, more than just putting money in the plate. Though Lottie Moon is hugely important. Please give to Lottie Moon. Uh, exceed your church's goal but it makes it much more personal um, in the same way that we want people spray, praying specifically for us. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, very, very helpful to have a name, uh, you know, and all of the things that they're sending out, you know, usually it has either a church that is involved or names of missionaries that are being involved in this. And, uh, and so it's really encouraging for me to put in front of our church family and, and so forth names and faces and, you know, people that we're lifting up in prayer specifically 
as we also pray for our brothers and sisters in Southeast or South Asia in general. But but having those names really clues people in because they can associate a face with it. And uh, and I just found that was when we were getting better giving in the first place at our church is when when people would know these people that we are supporting either directly people that would come and visit and uh, and share in our church or people they were seeing on the screen uh, that that we would put in front of them that they saw that this was something real beyond just a check that has you know Mayhill Baptist Church and and just knowing that fifteen percent was going to go uh, to the cooperative program uh, this was something that they really saw a name that it was going through the cooperative program to those folks uh, tomorrow uh, as this thing continues on when this goes live we have sub-Saharan Africa. And we see some some transitions that are going on there and, and some specific prayers that they're asking you to pray for. And then Central Asia, uh, you'll have Southeast Asia, East Asia, and then winding things down with Europe. Uh, but when this ends, the week of prayer, of course, that doesn't mean to stop uh, praying for your IMB missionaries. This really just puts it in front of your church and has us together as church families praying for these folks. And so we're going to put a, a link in the show notes for this, encourage you to sign up. And also just as a neat kind of social media thing, this also really kind of helps have some fresh content on your church Facebook pages. I'm using it uh, for the Colin Baptist Association page. It, it you know, sometimes, is, especially in December and so forth, things can get a little uh, redundant on your pages. This puts something fresh there that you can link to them and it puts it in front of them as we leading to uh, Lottie Moon. Jay Allen. Yeah, I, I would just encourage you to share this stuff on your church Facebook page. I, I shared it with our, our pastors group, our local association. We have a Facebook group. I shared it with them, told them the same thing, said, hey guys, this is so easy to share on your church Facebook page. So we're doing it at Centerville. Uh, I'm hoping some of our churches in the Cape Fear Network will do the same thing. And, and I just wanted to share another story uh, with this said, you know, praying for sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, we've got some missionaries that I went, uh, I worked with one of them at Southeastern when I was there. Uh, her and her husband are IMB missionaries in sub-Saharan Africa. They're on our prayer list every single month. And they made a video for us that I'm going to show this coming Sunday, which is just the coolest thing ever uh, to me that, that I know these people because I've met them. Uh, my church just knows them by name. But this coming Sunday, they're going to see a video from them saying, hey, Merry Christmas. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for supporting Lottie Moon. And if, if you don't do this in your church, uh, you don't know missionaries, you don't have, you've never had a missionary come to your church. IMB makes it easy for missionaries to come to your church. I had a brother this past week said, hey, I know you've had IMB missionaries at your church. How can I do this? Uh, you go to the imb.org page. I think it's like slash connect or something like that. We can get the link and hopefully Matt can put it in the show notes. Uh, get an IMB missionary when they're home on furlough to come to your church. Uh, get their picture, have their prayer cards on your refrigerator. Uh, it'll bless you and it'll bless them too. All right. And from abroad to our own backyard, there was a report on Baptist Press about Southern Baptist making up one quarter of Outreach Magazine's reproducing churches lists, specifically the Sin Network churches, making up one quarter of Outreach Magazine's reproducing churches list. And of course, much is made about large churches and fastest growing churches and so forth. Uh, but this is where it really 
counts because more churches are being planted. And, uh, and so we have seen there, you know, a story that we'll link in the show notes about Walk Church uh, that is already planting. Uh, two churches supported another eight in just seven years since their launch. And, uh, and so I went to the Outreach 100 page and just checked out the reproducing churches. I saw some familiar names, uh, Craig Etheridge of First Colleyville in Colleyville, Texas. Uh, then we also know Noah Oldham of Belleville, Illinois at August Gate Church, and there are several others there listed. And uh, so we just think that's wonderful to see uh, that in uh, our own backyard here in Texas and North Carolina, all across this country, Sin Network is working and uh, churches are being planted. And, uh, and I like what Ed Stetzer said, it's easy to focus on larger churches, but we're committed to looking at churches that plant churches. And uh, we know that church planting done well is about reaching people. Uh, we know statistically that new churches reach more than established churches. And so Outreach Magazine wants to celebrate churches reaching people, and you can't do that without church planting. Thoughts? Jay Allen at Murray from the parking lot of the library. What are your thoughts about that? I think it's always healthy to emphasize reproducing churches. Uh, so many times we, we look at the, the big churches and some of these churches are big churches as being the ones that are the uh, ones to emulate and the ones that are getting it right. And sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. But uh, churches, planting churches is a New Testament principle. Um, reproducing churches, I think that's the goal. Uh, our IMB missionaries we were just talking about, their, their goal in church planting is to uh, start self-sustaining, reproducing churches with local indigenous people. Um, I think if churches can do this, they're on the right track. I think it's a good thing. And praise God, he's doing it through some of our churches uh, that just so happen to be Southern Baptist. Yes. And so it's a wonderful thing. We got some good news there. Uh, I called a prayer already, and now we can move to a little bit of a different Southern culture topic. We're going to just basically ask one another, have you had I'm going to list a few key Southern dishes, uh, really some of the iconic meals that are embedded in Southern culture, some of this specifically to certain states. So it may branch us out a little bit, but perhaps we have had those as well. And so the first one is the old fashioned chicken and dumplings. Jay Allen, I know the answer to this. Have you had it? Does a bear poop in the woods? <laughs> yes, it does. I it does. It, I have definitely had definitely had chicken and dumplings and chicken I, and pastry. I have too. And here we go. Chicken fried steak with red eye gravy. Uh, not with red eye, but I did when I went to Texas, I got to try a chicken fried steak that was the size of the hood of my car. <laughs> That's the way it goes here. <laughs> Obesity is a problem. Uh, we, we just have embraced it. <laughs> so I've had that as well. Uh, let's see. Uh, mama's fried chicken. Now, uh, I, I guess this is a matter of it, like your mama's recipe, I guess. It, it's not really listed. All we can think of, where are the mashed potatoes, collard greens, and biscuits? This is our most loved, most shared, most perfect fried chicken recipe ever. Mama's fried chicken. Have you had it? Uh, I've had fried chicken fried by my mother. Okay, there we go. Uh, red beans and rice. Have you had it? have i've been to popeyes does that count (laughs) that counts now here's one let's see savannah red rice nope 
I've, I've never been to Savannah. I've been by Savannah, but I've never been to Savannah. I'm sure I've been through it. But this is a red rice, is a regional delicacy that might come packed with seafood, sausage, or chicken. Tomatoes and often hot sauce gives it its fiery hue. Here we go. One for uh, Jonathan Howe if he tunes in. Jambalaya. Have you had it? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, fried green. <laughs> I know the answer to this. Fried green tomatoes. Uh, not only have I had them, there's never a summer that goes by that I don't yes. make them. Yeah, I have not. Banana pudding, I know the answer to that. Uh, gumbo. Yep. Okay. Made with filet and made with okra. Okay, that's a no for me. Uh, peach cobbler is a, I choose not to, but I know that's a yes for you. Okay, Senate. Okay, here we go. Senate bean soup. I have no idea what that is. If, if making any dish could be dubbed a patriotic act, it would be this one. This hearty bean soup has been on the menu in the Senate's restaurant every day since at least 1903. So apparently you have not been to the Senate restaurant in Washington, D.C., I guess. Why uh, would I voluntarily give the Senate any more money than they've already taken from me? This, this is true. Okay, tomato sandwich. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Seems so dumb, but uh, I don't eat tomatoes, so I haven't done it. Chess pie. Yes. Burgoo. <laughs> so, I, you know, when you, you said you had this list of Southern foods, I was like, burgoo is eventually going to happen. Uh, but I'm not from Kentucky, and I've not spent that much time in Kentucky. I've never had burgoo, but it's not that different than Brunswick stew, is my understanding. Yes. It is uh, the Kentucky... It's the Kentucky cousin of Brunswick stew and uh, usually has chicken, veggies, and mutton, which yep. makes it taste slightly more gamey. <laughs> yeah, you lost me with gamey. All right. If it walked, crawl, or <laughs> if it walked, crawl, or flew, it goes in burgoo. <laughs> Amen. Well, typical Brunswick stew traditionally uh, was, was same principle. If it walks uh, or flew, it went into the stew. I, I made some. Uh, two years ago with rabbit and squirrel. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. Oh, we're, we're so different. Why am I on this show? Okay. Uh, here's one that if I have the waffle streak, I would bet one day you may have a streak of this. Southern shrimp and grits. Yay or nay? Uh, you cut out, so I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Southern I said I would I would bet you would have a streak of this like I have with the waffles. Southern shrimp and grits. Uh, yes, most definitely. Okay, here here we go. Hoppin' John. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for those that don't know what this is, you lose me at rice and black-eyed peas, usually flavored with ham hocks or bacon. I'm just not a black-eyed pea guy. Uh, Frito pie. I hope so. I, I have. Have you had it in a bag, yes, a walking Frito pie. pie, a walking yeah. Frito pie in the back? Cookout in North Carolina has just started doing, they call it a walking taco, uh -huh. and they make it with Doritos instead of Fritos. Same principle, though, uh, corn tortilla chip, uh, cholesterol, and more cholesterol. Yeah. All right. Oyster casserole. Yes. Uh, oh. I'm, I'm doing my best to convince my in-laws uh, to make some at Christmas. Yeah, it, it, it has a few other names, oyster dressing, oyster pie, mm -hmm. even scalloped oysters. Oyster casserole is right at home at many Southerners Christmas table, but not at mine. And uh, you usually have a crunchy topping of soda crackers, which I'll eat those. If we have it, I'll have those while you eat that. Uh, Brunswick stew, 
we already shared is basically a thing that uh, he will have. I will not. Uh, so we know that. Uh, po' boys. Yes. Okay. Biscuits and gravy. Yes. Uh, I, I am certain my life has been shortened by biscuits and gravy. Fried pork chops. Uh, yes, absolutely. Best on a biscuit. All right. Here, here comes weird. Congealed salad. Uh, I am a Southern Baptist pastor who has had more potlucks than baptisms. So, yeah, I had congealed salads. Okay. And finally, almost finally hummingbird cake yeah seriously that's, that's a yeah so tell us what absolutely. it is so it's it's kind of like a carrot cake consistency it's pretty thick uh most of the time it's got lots of fruit in it people typically put uh like uh crushed pineapple in it sometimes it's got bananas in it mm -hmm. uh cream cheese style dressing sometimes they, they throw some pecans on top or in the cake batter i don't know what your description says but that's typically what I've had. Basically it. And then finally, and we'll begin to wind down with this tomato, cheddar, and bacon pie. Yeah. Tomato pie is lovely. It's a, it's a wonderful summer treat, especially made with Duke's mayonnaise. Yeah. Well, we are a fan of Duke's mayo. Uh, so I think my favorite part of this was watching your eyes light up when I would say some of these, like you clearly, these are like your favorite things in the universe. And I'm over here like, oh man. And, but your eyes would just glisten when I would say something like an oyster dressing or whatever. So. Uh, i had oysters twice in the last week. I, I'm, I'm just, mm. I'm just saying. Well, I'm, I'm preaching at New Orleans Seminary soon, and uh, I've been told that I'm supposed to get, uh, is it charbroiled? I don't know. What's their delicacy there with uh, wood-fired oysters or something? Okay, so, so I live in North Carolina, and so we pride know. ourselves in our oysters, and we don't eat Gulf oysters. Like, we don't eat Gulf oysters. It's, it's That's like a sin. If, if some, you go to somebody's house for an oyster roast, and you ask them where they came from, it's Texas and Louisiana, you get back in the car and you go home. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I, uh, I'll i eat beignets, I guess. Yeah. Coffee. Eat beignets and eat some Gulf oysters and get food poisoning. Oh, no. No. We'll send this out before we get canceled by New Orleans. Well, friends, we are so glad that you have joined us at the potluck today. We hope that you are praying for our IME missionaries, that you are emptying your wallets out for the Lottie Moon Christmas offering that you are celebrating God's work in reproducing churches, that you have some burgoo or some chest pie, eat an oyster for Matt, no. have your fill, have your full. See you back next time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends. <laughs>